There are things that it doesn't matter what I do, I'm never going to be able to fulfill for her. And there are things that she's never going to be able to fulfill. That doesn't make it make her or me any less of a person. Exactly. Doesn't make us love each other any less. It's just we just cannot. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 262. We're Finn and Emma. Hey, and... That's a palindrome, Emma. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. I don't know. Sorry, you, you, were, you were saying. <laughs> we're Finn and Emma, and today we have a super fun and very powerful interview with Rainy and Paco. They have been together about six years, but come from very different backgrounds, and we cover a lot of ground in this conversation. Yeah, I, I just want to echo what Emma said because it's super important is... Like this conversation is so fun and the banter between these two is amazing and the love between them is amazing. But like the, the, the conversation is so powerful. We, we really hope you listen to the end. There's so much good stuff in here. One thing we did need to mention, there is a trigger warning here at about the 39 ish minute mark, right? Right after we ask a question about how they've each seen themselves grow, Rainey goes into a story that involves some domestic violence, some very intense domestic violence. And so if if that is something that is not something you want to hear, you're going to want to skip over probably about a two to three minute window right around that time. Other than that, um, there's nothing to worry about in here. It's amazing. It's fun. It's lighthearted and deep and sad. It's, it's, it's all of it. Mm-hmm. And we love it. So thank you, Rainy and Paco, for coming on, for sharing your story, and for being awesome humans. Yes, we're so excited to get this out into the world. For anyone who is a premium subscriber, we're going to jump right into the interview now. And for anyone else, we're going to go through a couple of announcements before jumping into the interview. Yeah, the first one is the premium subscription, which we just mentioned, can be yours for just a couple of bucks a year. Uh, You get to pick the price as cheap as $2 a year. It lets you skip all these announcements at the beginning, but you still get all of the community announcements briefly in the outro. So to sign up for that, there's links on our homepage or there's links in your podcast player show notes. You'll figure it out. It's pretty easy. And we hope to see you over there. Next up, a huge thank you to anyone out there who is already a community member of ours. And if you're out there looking for like-minded people, we'd strongly encourage you to check out the community. It is incredible. And we just recently switched from Patreon over to a new network called Mighty Networks, and we're super excited about it. So for only five bucks a month, you get access to our monthly Q&As, a men's group, a women's group, and an ongoing chat on a bunch of different topics. So we'd love for you to check it out. You can just go to our website site normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the community button. Yeah, this is one of the the highlights of Emma and I's days is jumping into the Mighty Networks platform and checking out all the stuff going on with the community, the the inspiration, the support, the love, and you know, a couple of sexy photos. Those are sprinkled in too. Just spring just a, <laughs> just a little dab on top. 
<laughs> so it's an amazing place and we hope you check it out. And again, as Emma said, thank you to everybody who's been a part of it and helped us build to where we are today. We couldn't have done it without you. Very, very true. We also have a virtual meet and greet coming up on November 30th. These are open to anyone who wants to join. You just must be open-minded and respectful. And awesome. And awesome. So if you want to join, just go to our website. You guessed it, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and you can sign up there. Yeah, and just one note about being awesome. If you're not already awesome, joining will make you awesome. (laughs) So you get to pick the price at what awesome costs for you. Yes. And we'll see you there on November 30th, along with 50 or so of our closest friends. Yes. The virtual meet and greets are just a fantastic way to even just like test out if you're curious to see what people in this space are like. Yeah. We've had a lot of people who join these and it's like their first non-monogamous event ever. We usually get like two or three every, every month. Yeah. And that's super cool. And so we... We kind of pride ourselves on making these a really amazing safe space, yet also a super fun space. Yes. I think we've sold it. I hope so. They're they're already signing up. They paused. They're signing up. And now they have one more thing to go sign up for. Yes. There is an intimacy workshop on December 3rd. It is being put on by two amazing humans, Rachel and Eric. And actually, they were on episodes 8 and 19, respectively, but they were using pseudonyms back then. Anyway, they reached out to us a few weeks ago and said, hey, we're doing this workshop. Would you be willing to advertise it for us? And we said, well, the last time we talked to you, we didn't even have a podcast and you were willing to come on it. So yeah, we'd love to do that for you. So check this out. Uh, if you use the code Emma when you sign up, you save a couple of bucks. Emma and I will be there. So we'll see you there. And we're super excited about it. It is on a Saturday. You've got no reason not to be there. We hope to see you there. Check it out. They're going to tell you a little bit more about it right here. Have you ever felt your sexuality was misunderstood by a partner? Would you like to be able to talk more openly about your turn-ons and your turn-offs? Are you an asker or a guesser? How about in the bedroom? If any of these questions are intriguing, you'll likely be interested in our next Intimacy Workshop on Saturday, December 3rd from 9 a.m. to noon. This online event is open to individuals, couples, throuples, and more. We hope to see you there. So go sign up now. Yes. And the last thing we wanted to tell you all was, please reach out to us. Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Perhaps you have some feedback or maybe you'd love to come on the show. You don't have to be anyone in particular other than your awesome self. You don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be anything other than amazing. And also, just like coming to the meet and greets makes you awesome, Emma? What? I'm not sure where you're going to go with this. Okay. Coming on the podcast makes you amazing. (laughs) That's what we were getting at. Coming on the podcast makes you amazing. That's true. I mean, you're amazing anyway. And coming on the podcast is amazing too. It makes you more amazinger. (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway. We're going to leave that in because it's too perfect. (laughs) Reach out to us, normalizing at normalizingnamonogamy.com. Yep. There's a contact (laughs) us tab. We'd love to hear from you. I just wasn't in your brain at that very moment. And uh, you put me on the spot. It's an inhospitable environment, to be honest. So you don't want to be in there. (laughs) All right. We will see all of you on the other side of this fantastic conversation with Rainy and Paco. Have a wonderful listen. We'll see you on the other side. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast, Rainy and Paco. We're super excited to meet you. We we know very little about you. In fact, we've barely even we have never even exchanged an email with you. So we don't need to go into <laughs> all of the ways that this happened. It's way too convoluted. But you're here, and we're about to learn a whole lot about you. So thank you for being 
open and vulnerable and coming on and willing to share your life story with us. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. It's going to be a good time. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, We would love for you to start just by introducing yourselves at whatever level you're comfortable with. Sure. So um, I'm Rainy and this is Paco. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we have been married. We just got married in May. We've been nesting partners for two years and we've been together for six she enjoys the beach and I enjoy the air. In the air. <laughs> he's a pilot. He's a pilot. I'm a pilot and she's a beach queen. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Well, and and we we know you two know what podcast you're on. So it sounds like your relationship is a few years old. What I guess what experience did either of you have in non-monogamy before the two of you came together? Uh absolutely none. 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 Whatsoever. Before we're with each other, no. No. Um I grew up in a very trying to find the politest way to put this um <laughs> conservative christian household there you go what's the unpolite way of saying that <laughs> um uh christian nationalist fascists okay just wanted <laughs> but, um, just wanted to make sure we got both sides of the coin <laughs> both, both sides of that yeah and it was very um divorce is not a word that you use you stay you if you made your bed you lie in it you stay with this person until you die that is the there's only two ways out of marriage it's murder or suicide which do you prefer and it's like that's a lot um and that's sort of the mentality i was in with my ex-husband and um when i left i didn't want that i needed the freedom to do something else but i didn't know anything else I, as far as me, I'm, I'm, it's a completely different story. I, I, I grew up in Puerto Rico and, uh, you know, if you know a little bit about the, the, the Latin stereotypes, you know, you're either a man or a woman, that's it. And, you know, the man goes out, makes the money and you get married and you take care of the woman. And that's what happens. You know, for me, you know, when I was in, you know, my early years of dating, I was dating, you know, uh, a girl that was also from Puerto Rico and, you know, you know, these Latinas, you can't really say, Hey, you know, we should like go have a threesome. No, that's just a no, no. That's just a fantasy. That's, that was just like, you know, culturally, it's just, yeah. Culturally that, that was, that was the same as, you know, Santa Claus or, or living a tax free life. You know, it's just impossible. Right. <laughs> it just doesn't exist, you know? And, uh, you know, went on to the military, uh, have a, also have a ex-wife, you know, I don't really want to bring her up on this. I mean, there's nothing about the lifestyle on it, you know. Uh, but it wasn't until I until I made uh, Rainy that, you know, we started exploring this. And how did it come up? Honestly, not so great in the beginning. Let's let's be real about it, right? Okay, because... I know exactly how it started. Oh, well, please tell. Well, it's, it started because It started because she, you know, had to make this confession about something like it was going to be so terrifying, the fact that she's bisexual. And I'm like, well, that's how, tell me, what's the, that's not how that started? I'm pan. Well, yes, but okay. that's not what you said back then. Well, that's true. Right, 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 right. And, uh, you know, the whole thing about, you know, you told me like girls and stuff like that. And of course, I'm thinking, well, a, a guy. He's thinks, a red blooded American straight dude. So you know what he thought. It's like, well, okay, threesome, you know, but, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to make fun of it like that because, I mean, it was a little deeper than that. We did have a it friend. Was that we we develop a very uh, a nice friendship in fact she ended up coming to our wedding i'm not gonna you know say her name but uh she was our first experience and uh 
you know, it was it was great. It was more than just sex. It was really a relationship, which is kind of what started opening these doors, you know, for like, hey, this is cool. And uh, we um, started to go to a call. And I'm summarizing here. So just, you know, give me more details later. But um, we started going to a, a, a local lo- local swingers party, but it was more like a like a day at the pool kind of kind of event. And uh, we started meeting other people. And of course, at the f- at first time, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know if I want to like meet with another couple. You know, of course, I was looking for that unicorn. And, and you know, Rainy was kind of like, yeah, well, I don't mind either, obviously. You know, and it wasn't until about a year after that that we had our first experience with another couple. And I realized, oh, this is actually awesome. And I have, I think, a, a good analogy for the way I felt about that, you know, because to me, Rainy is my favorite porn star. And this is only, obviously, from the sexual point of view, you know. So seeing her with somebody else was just like, you know, I saw my favorite person, you know, from a third-person point of view. And to me, it was very weirdly exciting. It was just hard to admit, but, yeah, I kind of liked it. Right. And so he was, at least from my perspective, then he was sort of stuck in the whole, yeah, but it's sex. And I'm like... But it's not just sex. Right. He's like, but it's sex. I'm like, true, but it's not just sex. Like, personally, I need more than that. And it's not so much that I'm demisexual, although I'm also demisexual. It's more about, I don't, I've never been the person to just, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's never been my thing. Right. So it was just odd to me that, that we were doing this. And don't get me wrong. I had fun. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. Okay. Um, still enjoy ourselves upon occasion, but it wasn't what I was looking for. And I didn't know how to articulate what I was looking for. Right. Because it was just like, I'd never, never seen it represented anywhere. Never heard anybody talk about it. the closest I got was, um, you know, a certain sect of Mormonism out in Utah that is, well, they're a cult, right? <laughs> you know, and, they, and like, it was just like, it was awful. And that's the only thing that I had seen. I'm like, but that's not what I want. You know, how do I, how do I figure this out? Where does it, where does it come from? And I'm going to be honest, sign of the times. I was watching a TikTok <laughs> and, and, um, it was just, it was actually, it's, it's actually a, an awful account. But they did say something. It's like, listen, it doesn't have to be just sex. You can have a loving relationship with more than one person. And I was just like, well, yeah, I know. Cause I have a relationship with my mom. I have a relationship with my dad and you know, whatever. Cause I'm still thinking you're only allowed to have one. Mm-hmm. And you know, and so I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then, you know, cause the algorithm is what it is. <laughs> then I had, I had some other things pop up and I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you're, you're allowed to have more than one, actually, if you want. I mean, you don't have to, but you can. And I was like, so I have to Google because if I don't intellectualize everything first, I can't articulate it to him in a way that makes sense because otherwise it comes out as gobbledygook. So, you know, I'm Googling a little bit about it and um, found some, you know, some YouTube. Um, I can't remember her name. Um, I found a great YouTube about it. She really kind of goes through everything and really explains things like to newbies who are trying to understand it, which I thought was really cool. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. It's this. 
And so it's like, it's like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, dude, don't wake up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I have to tell you a thing. And so he was like, wait, what? Do you want to do what? And this was. Yeah, that was about the time. Go ahead. ahead, ahead. This was after you two had started exploring sexually with other people. But this is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and how far far into your relationship did that start? Um, Exploring sexually was probably three years in? okay and then two and a half years in? and then how long like did what, what when was this this night where you woke up at two in the morning that happened i'm just trying to give people some context of timing it's about two years about ago. two years okay. ago yeah okay. cool. and that's about the time when she brings polyamory to me and i'm like huh i'm listening because I, I love whether i agree with something or not i love listening to somebody's reasoning because if you make sense you make sense you know I have an analogy, an, an analogy for that, and I know you know the one I'm talking about. It's like if, if I tell you one plus one is two, but then you tell me one plus one is 11, I can see your point. I don't think you're right, but I can see your point, so tell me more, right? Uh, and uh, the more she told me about it, I was like, well, shit, I can't argue that. That makes sense, right? So the channel she was referring to is called Boldly Grow on YouTube. Boldly, like bold letters and grow as in, you Yeah, know, we'll put grow. links in the show notes for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Bolly grow. And uh, she explained it so well. And, and, and I'm, if you haven't noticed by now, I'm an, an analogy kind of guy. I like to relate with that. And she said, you know, it's like when you, you know, we can relate because we're parents. If you, if you have a child, it's like, oh my God, you love that child so much. There's nothing in the world that you love more than that child. Right. And then you have another one. Do you stop loving that first one to love the second one? Do you love one more than the other one? No. Do you love them both differently? Yes. You love your kids differently. That doesn't mean that you love one more than the other one. They're just different. And that's what polyamory is like. It's just you're not talking about children. You're not talking about parents. You're not talking about siblings. You're talking about just people that you met and become friends. There's no difference really between friends and that. It's just, you know, they have extra benefits. You actually have that love and you share these moments. And just like, just like Rainy explained it to me before, it's like, there are things that it doesn't matter what I do, I'm never going to be able to fulfill for her. And there are things that she's never going to be able to fulfill. That doesn't make it make her or me any less of a person. Exactly. doesn't make us love each other any less. It's just we just cannot. You know, there are things that, that she would need somebody else to fulfill that. Because if I even if I try, it's just not going to come across as genuine mm-hmm. because it's not me, yeah. you know? Which is why I need a, 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 a I need a, a pilot girlfriend. Yes, you do. <laughs> you definitely need a pilot girlfriend, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Just FYI, if you are a pilot and you are female, he's looking for a pilot girlfriend. Okay, DMs are open. Like, I don't know. We don't even have to have sex. All, you, all I want is like just go fly with him. I just want to fly with you and talk to you about planes, like like we're talking about girl for guys you know? <laughs> like i literally look through airplanes that i want to buy and it's like it's, like looking at porn. It's, she calls, airplane porn it's airplane porn right it's clearly airplane porn. i love it but anyway i love it but um you know, but at the same time we did have some difficulty with it right because you know previous earlier in our relationship he um was honestly very jealous right and part of that is you know his culture this the latin machismo it's all of you know it's Quite honestly, it's the inter- it's the misogyny and the it internalized is. misogyny and everything that goes along with that. And he, um, you know, he had worked a lot on that previous to this, 
which is one of the reasons why I felt comfortable coming to him and saying, you know, hey, <laughs> you, we've, we've kind of worked on the whole, you know, sex with other people and you've not wanted to kill someone else or and you've not wanted to kill me. I feel like we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, no. um, let's see. <laughs> let's, let, me, let me just, you know, sort of dip that toe in the water. And um, he was honestly, from my perspective, you were kind of hurt. I mean, the first time you hear about it, it's like, oh, what, you know, because I'm, this is other, because that's not a thing. You got to work your own issues, right? Issues that you have from, you know, the past and whatever. And because of my past, I felt insecure. I felt like, oh my God, this is like, what am I not doing right? I found the perfect girl and now she, you know, but that didn't last very long. I mean, no, it wasn't. Especially when you bring that kind of things up to somebody, it's like, oh, well, you know, and I did the same thing I did when you brought up your ADHD. I started looking for information That's on true. it. That's a different podcast, but you know. Um, but yeah, no, I I love finding information. I, I don't say no to things right away just because just for the hell of it. You know, I, I like to at least find the logic on it, and I was sold on it. You know, and not even for me because to be honest, she's more into polyamory than I am. You know, I think she fulfills uh, most of what I need as far as love. You know, short of the flying thing. I mean, really, <laughs> but um. And not that you don't like flying, you know, let, yeah, let that be I on just, record. But, um, but you know, um, I, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> well, I, I, if you're okay, Paco, I'll jump in really quick. Cause I think what you're, what you're getting at is something that is so, I think sometimes overlooked that the concepts that we're talking about are so against the grain of everything that we're taught and everything that we see modeled for us on the day to day. And so if, if somebody comes to you and says, I want to try this thing that is way outside of anything you've ever maybe even considered, it, it takes time. It takes time to uh, internalize it, absorb it, process it, and then come back out the other side with your own perspective. And it, and it sounds like you two navigated the, like, let's call it strictly sexual, even though it, it never really was. And you said that even from the first experience, it was sexual, but there was way mm -hmm. more. But your mindset was that this is strictly sexual. And that's a different mindset, even if there are other things happening, but that mindset is different than, yeah, we're looking for potentially love or other partners or people to come in that are, they're not just here for a night or two. They're, they're here tomorrow and the next day and a week later and a month later. And that's a very different, a very different game you're playing. And so that shift. Like, I mean, if you're okay or open to talking a little bit more about that shift and like, how did the swinging go and how did the shift from swinging to a little more polyamory go? Well, from my perspective, I could take or leave the, the swinging. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just me. You know, if I'm into it, I'm definitely down. It's just, I got it. You know, yep. I just, I just got to be there. Yep. Um, it's not, it's not the end all be all for me, but I would say that initially the swinging initially, I think, I think it went well because it was just like we could detach mm -hmm. and it could just be sex. It didn't have to mean anything. It didn't have to be anything. So we didn't have to think about the hard things that come with that. Would you agree? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And that's, that's, we make good friends. Something that I wanted to point out a little earlier when we we're talking about this is that one of the biggest thing that this has done for us is it's, is it has solidified what we already had. Like I've never felt so, so strong about a relationship. 
like the one I feel with her right now. And it's, it's very ironic because if I could have heard myself talking about this, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I would have been like, wait, hold on. How, how does like, you know, screwing other people is making your relationship stronger. That doesn't make sense, but it's not like that. Cause, cause as, as much of a horn dog a man can be, I really did start seeing it for what it was. I was like, huh? Cause I am a people person. I love, I love meeting new people. That's how I recharge. It's just, I'm very extroverted, love being around people. So a lot of these uh, swinger couples that we actually ended up hooking up with just for sex ends up being friends of ours. And we've actually had some vanilla dates with them where we just go and have dinner somewhere or go sing karaoke. And I really love that. And I, I, it just adds so much more value than, than, than just the sex, you know? So, um, but I deviated from the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You, you did, but you didn't. I see what you're doing. I promise. So, so if that kind of tells you sort of the, the spectrum of kind of how it was to how it's kind of grown, at least in the swinging part of things. Right. It was, and to me, that made the transition smoother. I have seen, no, I don't have any firsthand experience in this, but I have seen other people in the community um, who have gone who haven't done it in that direction. They've done the poly thing first and then the swinging thing. And for them, it doesn't seem to work out as, is the, the transition is not as smooth one way or the other to me. It's this, backwards. It, to me, it's yeah. Yeah. But not that it's backwards. It just, it doesn't, it just didn't flow like it did for us. Sure, now, right. part of that may be because, you know, one of the things that we value very highly from the beginning in our relationship was communication. Absolutely. And, you know, we are not above, arguing in the middle of the night in a parking lot in front of God and everybody yeah. to get it done. Until get, we understand each other. Until we, under, we understand each other. And obviously, I mean, we don't do this in front of children yeah. for obvious reasons, but you know, so we're not above having the hard conversations right. and doing those things. And I think at least from my perspective, um, starting with the swinging allowed us to get some of that out of the way already. So that when we got here, you know, we could focus on the one thing instead of focusing on both things. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's preparing you. They 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 teach you emergency procedures before they teach you how to you know fly. So I mean, that to me is kind of how that was. I think one of the hardest part of, of polyamory is that, uh, and one of the 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 hardest things for me to overcome was that FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. And uh, because I love doing things with with Rainy, right? You know if. If I don't go with her, it's because I couldn't go, right? Not because I wasn't invited or because or because I didn't want to go. Mm -hmm. When it comes to polyamory, you know, it's up to her and her partner whether I'm going to be included or not. So, you know, when she dates or if she has a date or anything like that and I'm not there, it's just that whole like, okay, well, great. She has something on Thursday night, but I, I, I'm here just playing Xbox or just not really with anything. So I'm kind of like, it's not the jealousy of like, Oh my God, is she with somebody else? It's more about like, I want to go with you. I want to be, you know, have fun. You know what I mean? So that's, I think to me, that is the hardest part because there's no, no party I ever say no to, you know, whereas for her, it's a little different. So for her, sometimes I want to go to a place. She doesn't feel like I said, now you go without me. I was like, I would never say that, you know, like I would ever, <laughs> I would always go with you, you know? And that's so, the difference between an extroverted extrovert and an in, an extroverted introvert. Yep. Yep. I <laughs> I got you, Rainy. And I, yeah. I love it. I and I appreciate that 
sort of perspective. And I think it's really interesting. And I actually hadn't even thought about it like this, uh, amazingly, after having done this for like 15 years. But <laughs> The, the Look idea. At this. You're teaching not well, no, the, new. <laughs> yeah, the idea though that yeah, like if you if you let's say you go from monogamous relationship straight to polyamory, and and this is not an advocate. I'm not advocating for your strategy. I'm just like if you go straight or no from judgment. or no judgment, right? From from straight from monogamy yeah. to poly, you now have to contend with processing this person's having emotions and love and all these things. And they're having sex with this person, potentially, right? Not necessarily, but potentially. And it's separate. And it's separate in a lot of cases. But, yeah, in a lot but of what, cases. But what you do in this, in your method is, the first step is like, can we handle the sex piece? And I think it's interesting because a lot of people are like, maybe get hung up there and think like, that's going to be the hardest part is like, my partner having sex with somebody else, that's the hardest part. And then you start down the polyamory route and you're like, yeah, the sex is really easy. It's 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 the love and it's the emotions and it's the well, you're going the you're, you're going away for a weekend without me and Paco wants to go everywhere you go and like yeah so it's those and I'm are just gonna the, sit at home and play yeah. Xbox and I could go with you but I can't and so it's like <laughs> yeah it's those are the hard right. parts so I I that's the hard part but that's why the communication is so important yeah. because I think you know any of that without consent is is cheating period mm-hmm. you know and this is the beauty of this lifestyle is there's there's you have to be an idiot to cheat, right? Because, like, I feel so free. It's so liberated, especially this is not the first time I'm, I'm married, right? And and the fact that, look, it doesn't matter who texts me or what. He or she or them, they text me, right? She can have my phone anytime. I don't, like, there's no secrets whatsoever, you know? I understand that if she goes out on a date and comes back, it's up to her to tell me all about it or not. She might just say, hey, I had a great time and that's it because of the privacy to that other person. Or she might just describe everything that happened and I may or may not want to hear it. You know, yep. it all depends. But as long as everybody's okay with it, I mean, I'm I'm having a great time. You know, I, I think it's, 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 it's fun. And it's not just the fun of it. I want to make this clear because I just married this woman and I made this commitment to her. And I did it because I wanted to get married. And I'm, ash- I'm ashamed to say last time I got married, I got married because I thought that's something she wanted. I didn't do it because I wanted to. And this time we got married because we wanted to. Mm-hmm. We fell in love with each other. We love each other tremendously. And, and, and you know, it's, it's love like that and communication like that and that trust. Because you can't do this if you don't have trust, you know, that, that makes this possible to me. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That was beautifully said. And I, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I just wanted to comment too, you know, we were talking about like the, uh, how the emotional part can be so hard and other people's experience. I know that the sex part can also be very sure. hard. And I just want to note that, that if you're down, yes, if, yes, you're, definitely. if you're going down this road and the sex feel like that sex piece feels impossible, you're not alone. And there's a lot of people out there that struggle with that too. Yeah, totally yeah. Good catch. That. Thank you for um, clarifying. Cause yes, I would well, absolutely this, 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 yeah. Sorry. No, I would say for me, yeah, the, no. the sex was the easy piece or I, I, so I can totally see somebody else like, Oh no, like go out and have as many feelings as you want, but don't have sex. So I, I good catch. Emma. I appreciate that. Like it's <laughs> it just my experience isn't experience. everybody's experience. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I, I get both points. Cause I mean, some people are more, you know, more jealous about, a, a, you know, their partner kissing somebody else that they are 
you know, their partner having sex with somebody else, you know, so that is both sides. I mean, in, in, and I'm speaking for what I believe is the stereotypical guy out there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stereotypical straight man out there is that, um, you know, if you can, uh, it's probably, if you can get past the, the, you know, having a foursome and, and seeing, you know, your, your, your woman with another man, then, you know, that's, that's probably one of the hardest parts. And, uh, and it's, it's, in, it's surprisingly exciting. And I know that I'm not the only one because I have talked to other, other people about their first experience and they're like, yeah, right. I felt the same thing. You know, it's, I think it's a form of compersion mm-hmm. because you it know is. that they're, they're enjoying themselves and you know that they're having, um, you know, that, that they're having a great time and you're, you're getting to see that. And so I think that that part that plays into that. Yeah, for sure. I did, I did want to pick at one thing you said, and I'm just curious how you two handle this because you had, you had made the, like a string of comments all in a row. And I'm curious because some of them almost contradicted each other. And I just wanted to clarify. So mm-hmm. you had said that like your phone is an open, basically an open phone policy. Like she can take it, look through anything you want, but also when she gets back from a date, what she discloses with you is really up to her and her partner. And I'm curious, because this is a thing that comes up where initially when we get in, when you see people get into this, they're like, here, take my phone. You can read anything you want. And you're like, does the person that texted you know that like you just handed your phone off and they're going to scroll through everything you said? And so I'm curious how you two handle that. That's great. So from my perspective, um, with whomever my metamor is, it's, it's a conversation that we have. Are you okay with that? Yeah. If you're not, that's cool. You know? And then that's something I've just be like, Hey, you want to look at what red texted me, but, um, that's cool. You can look at red, but Hey, when you're scrolling through to find, skip this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and we, we, kind of, we kind of work at it that way. And it's not so much about here's my phone. You can look at it every day kind of a thing. Right. It's, it's more about if, we take a moment and if we're honestly, you know, where's that question coming from? Well, I want to look at your phone. Where's that question coming from? Okay. Right. So now we know that we need to talk about, we're having some jealousy issues. Maybe we're having some trust issues. Maybe we're, maybe we're feeling insecure because we didn't get enough time that week. You know, let's talk about what those kinds of things are. And at least from my perspective, it, it can be a gauge on, um, sort of a non-traditional gauge on, uh, checking those feelings so you can have those conversations so it's not a problem and it doesn't become this big blown out of proportion thing when you could really nip it in the bud so long ago yeah and i wanted to clarify that because that that's right i'm not when i say uh, my comment about the phone it doesn't mean that you know we check each other's phone it's more like in the relationship that i was before it's like I had to be careful who texted me because, you know, if my ex-wife saw it, she would think anything. It's it's more about like if she needs my phone to call somebody because her phone is dead, yep. right? Or her phone is in the room and she needs to check something on Facebook. I don't have that fear of like, oh, my God, yep. I'm going to let her use my phone. And I don't know what she's going to find, you know? Yep. That's kind of what I meant with that. It's like there's no, you know, I don't have anything to hide. Obviously, yeah, if I have a, you know, if, if she asked me to see a conversation in text, I'm, it's, it's going to sound like she's jealous. She, has never done that. In fact, I'm more guilty of that and, than she is. But that's just because I'm, you know, it's a little exciting to see what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm more curious. It's not really the jealousy. It's I already, chisme. Well, it's chisme, right? It's the gossip. It's like, I already know you fucked the guy. You know what I mean? I, uh, maybe sorry. not. Can I, wait, can I say that on the podcast? You can say you want. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, but, you know, it's like, it's, it's not that. You know, it's like, a, 
she might be cheating on me. No, I know what she, I know what you wear. Yeah, you know. So yeah, no, yeah, I, I get. You know, that, I, I, I I knew it was sort of a metaphor for the 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 freedom and confidence you have in this relationship versus that one. Where yeah, you, that you're not hiding anything. Yeah. But I, I appreciate the clarification. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, I appreciate the because there's a difference between privacy and secrecy. That's conversations we've had before too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would. I just want to comment on that really quick because there was a funny shift somewhere that happened. I don't even know when it happened, but at this point, I'm like. And we make this joke sometimes where she'd be like, well, do you want to read my phone? I'd be like, I don't, don't even want your phone. Like, I don't, I, I want nothing to do with it. Like, that's your life. That's your pride. That's At the everything. same time, if you needed to use my phone. Well, for sure. That'd be for like, sure. For but something like, else, that's totally fine. Right. But yeah. for me to be like, like yeah, if, if I'm here going, I need to look through your phone. And my, my personal view is then we have a bigger problem that we need to sort out. And it has nothing to do with the phone. Exactly. And we need to talk about why i need why i'm st- all of a sudden having a need to go through your private things to figure something out so yeah, yeah. right now for the clarity of the podcast i i have to admit sometimes i want to know sure. oh yeah you know and, and it's curious. just more curiosity it's not, but I've, been, I've been guilty of that like uh most recently this was a few months ago we went out on a vanilla date with uh, a couple of friends of ours but she ends up meeting this guy uh this was when we went to uh oh, yeah. yeah south oh, I know, and and they kind of hit it off, and he was kind of apprehensive because he knew, you know, he's not, uh, to my understanding, he wasn't polyamorous or anything like that. He just, no, but he was very concerned about Paco's permission, and I just, it's, it was funny to me because I was like, sir, he doesn't own me, he's not my boss, he's not my daddy, he just, right, like, just you're you're dealing with me here, sir, but I, <laughs> at the same time though, so you know, so so on that day, it was kind of. It was a bit of a test for me because um, we didn't go. It's not like she went out on a date specifically. We went out as a group. She ends up meeting somebody, and I'm we're there hanging out. Of course, I'm not stopping it, but I'm like, oh, God, I don't, you know, we're kind of hanging out together. Like, what's up? You know what I mean? That it was that. It wasn't that jealousy of like, oh my God, it's another man. It's like, it's like you know, it's like if I invite you to like a basketball game and then you start hanging out with somebody else. It's like, come on, we're like here together, you know? Yep. It, hey, hey, hey. I left with the one who brained me. Well, I know. I know. I bring that up. I bring that up because they were texting each other afterwards. And I was just, I was kind of curious about it. I never looked at her phone, but I was kind of like, so what is hey? Yeah. But it's hey, it was kind of cool. All right. You know what I mean? I was just, but it was more the curiosity of it, you know? And, and, and sometimes the, that, that emotional feeling can be very similar to jealousy, mm-hmm. you know? And I will admit that. And I want to be honest. In the podcast, because this is the reason why we're doing this, you know, uh, and and even with the experience that we have, it's it's just that little, you know, like okay, it's cool, you know what I mean. But it's it's just that, you know. The the line the line between jealousy and compersion, I think sometimes is is almost invisible. Of like like you said, and that that feeling where you're like you're kind of like a little bit insecure, but also like maybe a little bit excited. Like, is he saying the right things to get there? Is it, but it, but is it too much? And like, and I it gets back to curiosity. It's curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> For, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just so damn curious. I just want to know. <laughs> yep. Right. I love it. It, it. it is an exciting feeling, you know, uh, <clears throat> there, there've been nights when, when, uh, rainy has gone out with, with red, which is, you know, one mm-hmm. of our, uh, partners when you know and this is even before she was in a relationship with her that uh they went out on a girl's night out and you know nothing really happened or whatever but i just 
you know, I was imagining all these things and I just, it was just so exciting. I just wanted her to come back and just have sex with her because it was just exciting. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, so that's, that's, that's one of the things, you know, like, I don't know. I love it. The lives we live. <laughs> right. Do you, too, yeah. so we've kind of meandered along the way here. Do you two mind kind of summarizing what, what's your relationship constellation at the moment? Relationship constellation right now is, so we have, um, constellation. I love that. <laughs> so it's definitely a polycule. So red is asexual hinge. Okay. Definitely romantic, but non-sexual with her. Um, you are, and then you are. we have, or both of you are. Yes, you are. We both are. Okay. okay. Well, I'm definitely romantic with her, and, but non-sexual. No, you're romantic with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we're an asexual, asexual. So I guess triad with her, but it's definitely asexual with her. And then we have sort of a um, a line with our friends over there. South. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Over there. Mm-hmm. And um. You know, where, um, so I am, I'm a pleasure dom and he likes to be, you know, forced femi- feminization, we're a cage and things like that. Oh, and yeah. so that's, 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 that's my job for him. That's now, the we're newest not, one. We're I, not, yeah. That's the newest one. <laughs> that's the newest one. I like him a lot. One of my um, best friends too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and his, and his wife is just, is, um, is amazing. So she doesn't really have, she is very monogamous, right? Which is a shame. She is so beautiful. <laughs> and really fun. Yeah. She's an awesome person, on honestly, because it's like honestly, it's like, bitch, tell me when. Okay. But um <laughs> but it's not her thing, it's not her thing, right? But you know, so we sort of like him and I have connected that way, mm-hmm. right? And so we provide that. And that way is mostly sexual. Well, not really sexual because that's part not, of the thing. It's not traditionally sexual, no. Because but there's you know, a but there's a there's a sexual dynamic. It's meeting needs. Yeah, it's meeting needs. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So there's no intercourse, but we're. De- I'm definitely we're we're meeting needs, right? And then so you know, and then so we've kind of got like a, a line that direction. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. And then we just kind of hang out with, you know, with everybody. And we, we were all together doing, doing random kid stuff. Like we were all at a birthday party Saturday. Right. Exactly. <laughs> For um, one of the kids. And it was, it was great. And that's one of the things I've actually liked about it because to me, you know, they always say it takes a village quote unquote to raise a child. Right. So why would that stop when the, ch- you know, when, you know, when two people get married, mm-hmm. right? Why, why would it stop taking a village? So why can't it take this person and this person and this person? Because they have skills that I don't have as a parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you know, how do we, how do we navigate that? How do we talk about that? You know, I'm the one when they come to, when their kid is being, um, when their kid is questioning about their sexuality or their gender representation or whatever, I am the person they come to. Right. But, at the same time, when they're coming to something like when they need real world advice about things, they go to him. When whether it's our kids or my kids, his kids, our kids, their kids, right? We have the ability. It's like um, best analogy you, you told me the other day was is, was cockpit resources. Use what you have available to you, right? So if my kids can have multiple adults pouring into them, loving them, 
making sure that they're growing up with good values, right? Good ethics, good morals in, in the way that we all agree to, right? Because not everybody's is the same. It's important to know that these adults are not random either. These are people that we've met and we mm-hmm. checked on already, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, we, we do those things and we do those things together as a group. To me, it's only better for the kids, right? It helps the kids better. You have different perspectives of different things. Like I'm an army brat. I grew up in Europe. I have a very different foundational understanding of things than the folks who grew up here. He's got a very foundational, different foundational understanding of things because he grew up in Puerto Rico. Right. And so when we're, you know, putting these things together, we can, it makes the kids, in my opinion, it makes them better people because they have a, they have a plethora of perspectives to learn from and understand so that they can, not be shitty people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that summer. Yeah. So, so it's like, and not, so profoundly. Yeah. <laughs> not be shitty people. Just, but that's what we, that's what we hope for our, the kids, right? For our kids, for yes, yeah, like, just, it is. We, just please grow up and not be a shitty human. <laughs> be shitty people. Right. I don't like, I don't care, you know, what, what your faith is, whether you choose to have faith or not. I don't care what your gender is, what your sexuality is. I don't care what colors you wear. I don't care who you marry or don't marry. I don't care if you decide to have kids or you don't decide to have kids, right? I don't, none of that matters to me. As long as when you leave my house or, or Red's house or our friend's house, right? As long as you leave their house as an adult prepared to be a decent Productive member of society. Exactly. Except bacon. I'm going to judge our, our son because of bacon. <laughs> Clearly. He doesn't like bacon, and I judge him for that. <laughs> I'm still judging for that. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. Well, we can't, hey, we can't be perfect. <laughs> right. He's the boy alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, yeah. I love it. So, I'm curious. Yeah, you know. Oh, I, go ahead. I was just, no, the other day, uh, Rainy sent me this this thing from... I guess a meme she found, it said, uh, it said, uh, friends are God's way of saying, uh, God's way of apologizing for your family members, you know? <laughs> and, and so I kind of, that's true though. I kind of feel like, um, that our people that are currently in, you know, in our group, right. Are very much that they're very much people that. I'll say it better than my family. I mean, other than my sister, cause my sister is my best friend. One of my best friends in the world. But other than my sister, everybody else that we, you know, I mean, even better really? than my family, even my mom, because my mom, you know, she she raised me well enough not to be a shitty person. But you know, anyway, yeah, that, that's a different podcast. That's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We've got two different podcasts we next week to. in uh, Raising Up with Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I'd love to hear. There's a second question coming, but the first question is. How do each of you feel you have personally grown over the last few years since you started down this path together? Leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. It was... So to answer this question, truthfully, I need to give you a little bit of background about me. Go for it. Um, My ex-husband, and he hates this. I'm not walking away for that. I was just getting another drink. Yes, I know. (laughs) That's also, you know what I'm about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Thank you for sharing these, by the way. I know these are for you. I was with my ex-husband for 15 years, 10 days, 14 hours, and 26 minutes. And my 
Mom told me to stop telling people what the seconds were because that was creepy. And I was like, oh, it's the seconds that made it creepy, not the minutes or the hours or the days. But okay, um, the day that I left is the day that he tried to kill me. He crushed my larynx and left me for dead in a Bed Bath & Beyond parking lot. Jesus. And it was incredibly hard for me to trust anyone at all. And um, in very deep and profound ways that I did not know, like I still have a problem trusting my own parents because I feel like they helped me become a victim. Um, Not because they inherently did anything wrong, but because of how they raised me, it just made it easier, I guess. Um, But, um, you know, my biological kids and I are out. We've been out since 2014 and we have been great since. Therapy is amazing. FYI, if you're thinking about therapy, just do it. Fucking do it. I don't care how much it costs. Figure it out. Do it. Um, but be that as it may, um, it was really hard for me to get to a place where I felt like I had the freedom um, to be who I wanted to be, when I wanted to be, how I, you know, the how, why, where, when, what, and who of what I wanted to be. And it took years. That's why it took us so long to get married. Um, not because we didn't want to, but because I was not ready to trust him in that way. So when we finally got to the point where I could trust him enough to say yes, you know, to being engaged and then trust him enough to yes, live in the same house with him. And then, you know, you know, yes, actually, you know. Let's 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 try this. Gonna sleep in the same bed with you, and aren't you gonna fall asleep next to you? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know, and it was that that this progression of of just freedom and trust, right? Because you can't have one without the other, and so whether that's trust in yourself as a maybe a single poly person, okay, you know, or someone who just says you know the whole relationship anarchy thing is just like all things all the time or however it is it works out for you. You have to have that same level of trust in yourself in order to have that level of freedom. But then when you're in a relationship, whether it's a nesting partner, where, whether you're married, whether that's um, a metamor or, you know, it's one, another partner that you may or may not have. It's, you have to have that level of trust in order to have that level of freedom and coming. This allowed me to let that continue to grow. I was able to say, okay, it, to me, it was sort of the, a culmination. It was almost, it was almost a big fuck you to him. It was like, you know what? Not only am I so free that I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Okay. I am with a man who understands that has no problem with that. Does not need to control me in this way or that way or the third way or whatever? He doesn't need to do these things to me. And to me, it was that it was almost like this cherry on top where I felt like, you know, um, my healing was headed in the right direction. D- does that make sense? Like, um, you know, because I understand that recovery, especially with these kinds of things, is more like a roller coaster, right? It's up and down and spirally circles, and sometimes it's ass backwards before you can go forwards, and then all of the things, right? It's definitely not linear <laughs> in any way, okay? But I felt like this was, it was like a, a benchmark that if I could get here, 
and be okay with here, then I really could be okay. And then to have someone as a partner to not only understand that, but help facilitate that in such a way where I felt safe doing it was to, that opened me up to so many other things to, to not just grow. Like, like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't know that I was a Dom of pleasure Dom that liked to do things, you know? Um, I like to be obedient. So that works. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. great. You know, um, if it wasn't for this sort of understanding and this, this growth, you know, there wouldn't be without this kind of growth, you know, there wouldn't be the ability to, to understand that I don't have to have control in all of these situations. I can let him have some of the control. I can let, excuse me, our grown kids, right? Cause we've got one that's 26, the grandbaby. We've got a 20 year old and 18 year old and the son that he was talking about who doesn't like bacon is, um, <laughs> will be 18 in, in December. So, you know, of being able to let them go and be who they are because this process of getting through to being and really enjoying polyamory has allowed me to get there. And I hope that answers your question. And, and so much more. Thank you. That was, I'm first, I'm so sorry that that happened, but like, thank you for being able to talk about it and willing to share. Yeah. It's a therapy in the drugs. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. And to your, to your point though, in there about, like therapy, like it is so fucking expensive, but in this is a conversation just in full transparency of us that we've been having the last few weeks is like, we can't afford it right now. And we looked back, we stepped back and said, but if we ever want to be able to, we need to fix some shit. Right. And so we, Mm -hmm. it's almost like we have to invest in it so we can unlock and move forward into a better place. And so that's, it's a really hard thing to do. And there's so many people who just can't. And, and I just good for you for being able to. And yeah. Well, I'm saying I'm one of these people. There, there are ways, there are ways and there are ways that you may not even know about. And if eventually people want to reach out about different ways on how you can get access to things like that, even if it's um, free or very low cost on a sliding scale, those things are definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm willing to help people out with resources as far as that's concerned, because it is the one thing save him that saved my life. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I, I was looking for, uh, what's the name of that movie we watched the other day with the guy from Saturday Night Live and the chick from Big Bang Theory? Meet cute. Meet cute. And I don't know if it was on Peacock or, or, uh, or Paramount. It was one of those two for sure. Paramount. It was on Paramount. And, uh, in the, it's a rom con, uh, where, uh, it's almost like a Groundhog Day meets, uh, 51st Dates kind of movie, you know, where she's trying to fall in love with this guy, you know, over and over in the same day or whatever. And, uh, I bring it up because, uh, I was telling, I was telling Rainey after the movie that, cause I mean, I can't sit here and talk about all the shit that I went through. Because even though Rainy will tell you, hey, it's your shit and it's still, it's still completely valid. It's completely valid. You know, I don't like to compare because I feel like, like, like she went through a lot more than I did. But her and my therapist have both told me, hey, there's no size on, on trauma. There's just, you had yours and you had hers. That being said, I remember, um, in this movie, 
she's trying to like fix the past to, to have a better present. And, and, uh, and she kept on fucking up kind of like, you know, Marty McFly in back to the future. You just don't, don't fuck with the past. Right. And, uh, and I told, I told Rainy after the movie that, um, you know, after all the shit that I went through, it's like, I would do it all over again. Like I will do it over again because it, it brought me here. And, and, and yes, this, this, it was shitty. I hated it. And, and nobody should have to go through it, but it was, it was, it, there were the cards that I was dealt and, and it got me to where I am right now. And I'm thankful for that. You know, pretty good. So pretty good job playing the cards. I'm just saying, Hey, you know, I mean, you got me. So. I got you. You know, <laughs> you know that's the, there's that. There's the jackpot right there. You know. Yeah, I love it. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I so can, how does it? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, Rini. I was going to have him answer the question. Uh, well, it sounds like he's a he's a bit he's a bit uh, shy about it. Versus, <laughs> like, I think it's like, did I pick up on that right, Paco? Like, the the feeling of not wanting to compare is still sort of ingrained there. Yes, <laughs> very much. Just because um, I, I, I had a childhood where I wasn't very validated, you know, and and it was, it was taught. It wasn't just that I was not validated. It just it was just taught that this is the way that things are, and it doesn't matter how you feel about it. You know, it wasn't just me. It wasn't. I wasn't special that way. That I was the one not being validated. I think just just that's just the way that things were. And um, you know when. It's like, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm a, I'm a Gen X upbringing. You know, Yay. exactly. I'll give you a perfect example. I, I'm a veteran. I, I was, I joined the U.S. Navy uh, right out of high school. And then after that, I did a uh, uh, reserve time with the, with the U.S. Air Force, you know, and, uh, and I was telling Rainey for years that anytime somebody, you know, knew that I was a veteran and say, oh, thank you for your service. I felt bad because I was like. You know, I'm, I wasn't in a war. I was not shooting people. I didn't lose a leg. I didn't lose a friend that was, you know, next to me or whatever, you know, and, and I was almost invalidating my own experience that way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I know this goes really far from this whole topic of swinging and polyamory, but I mean, this is, it goes back to that mental health of, of, of things. And she, um, you know, her again with my therapist, <laughs> you know, let me realize, no, this is, you were part of something, you know, that it's that, just, you know, if you cut off your toe, it's gonna, it's, it, you know, you lose your balance when you, when you, when you walk, you know, but to bring it all around, this is the kind of things that, that this lifestyle has given us, you know, because we have this openness. I am, I am a person that I'm able to cry in front of her without feeling that shame, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, you know, I, I grew up a very manly man, but it doesn't, you know, you don't cry. But no, I want to cry. I cry watching the stupid fucking rom-com movies, you know, and it's OK because I feel I feel that's like one of my burning. favorite things. I'm sorry, but it's one of my favorite things. It's, it's just no, so cute. I kiss its face. It's my favorite thing, too, because I don't have to hide it, you know. Because if you don't get a, at least a little thing on your throat, that you have no feelings then. <laughs> what kind of person are you? You know what I mean? If you don't cry, it's because you're holding it. I don't care, you know. I yes. interesting fact that the the, the 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 guy movie that I the, the traditional guy movie that I cried the most with was Face Off. Watch that movie. If you don't cry at the end, you have no heart. <laughs> the, the gauntlet has been laid down. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Thank you both. And and the the follow on to that, and I I want to share. Okay. I want to share the baton here. I'm sorry. Was how. And this is where you get to jump in, Rainy, and, and help him out. How have you seen each other grow? 
Oh my goodness. Yes. Let me, let me talk about this. This is one of my favorite things. Okay. So his jealousy, I'll give you an example. The man that I was dating before him. Okay. I was still friends with him for a very long time. In the beginning of our relationship, he put his foot down. That was a no. We're not going to do that. He was very threatened by that relationship. Um, enough that like, I still have some resentment over it because I'm no longer friends with this person. This person was a really good person. Like he was a good friend to me. Like just because he was not my person doesn't mean he was a horrible person that I should not have any contact with. Right. It was just, he just wasn't my person. And you know, we split, I mean, not on some not good terms. I mean, we did break up, but it wasn't horrible. We talked after that. We were friends. We communicated and we were fine. And he was really not okay with that enough that we had an argument at um, a friend's house on um, Thanksgiving weekend where I got in the car and I drove away in a place that I had never been before. I was driving around in a city that I had never been in before and was just Pensacola, AKA low Alabama. <laughs> I was livid because I didn't understand what he didn't understand. I didn't understand what she didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But okay. While that's still a sore subject for him. Right. And we haven't gone back to that. It's not like I can call that guy up now and be like, Hey, <laughs> sorry for the last few years, but right. I can't do that because he's still not okay with that because of, you know, how that all went down because of how we both were at the time. Right. So I can, I can look at that now and then see as an example, um, the guy you were talking about when we were out doing karaoke, right. You were just like, yeah, okay, that's cool. No, dude, you're cool. No, it's fine. Like it was a very, it's a very different dynamic. The growth that I have seen as far as that, um, the ability to, let go and know that as my nesting partner, as my husband, you know, I'm, I'm still coming home to you. It doesn't change, you know, and even if I am out on a weekend or something, you know, like with them, you're still my nesting partner. You're still the one that I'm coming home to. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's been a really big thing for him. And I'm, I, I don't want to sound sort of cheesy when I say this, but I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of the work that he's done because I know how hard it was for him. I know where he came from, where he was going and the amount of effort it's taken. And I'm just so freaking impressed. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm just, I'm just, and that, that's one of the things that I loved uh, about Rainy from the beginning is that a lot of these things were just so natural to her. Like I remember one time we first started dating we're at a club, we're dancing, and then I went up for a drink, and then next thing I know, she was dancing with somebody else, right? And I, I was like, I felt so disrespected. Like, I just went up for a drink, and you already found somebody to dance with? She was like, it was like, it was dancing, we're doing anything else, you know what I mean? And I look back at it now, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it really was nothing. And and what's great about her is that it's just that it's not like she did it on purpose, right? And it, she did it because there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? She didn't think any of it, anything of it. It's like me drinking a glass of water. And you, you having a problem with it? Like, what's wrong with water? Like, I don't get it. You understand? So yeah, no, we. I I can definitely say I'm the one has 
have to grow, not because she hasn't grown, but because she was already grown when I when I met her, you know. So in in that way, but uh, so what would you, what would you yeah, say in in reverse for for Rainy? Wow, that's it's tough. I mean, with <laughs> I'm listening. Ah, you're listening. <laughs> uh, it's well, first of all, like I I don't think my life would would be as great as you know as it is right now if it wasn't for her. Um, I've definitely. She's always validated everything that I've done, even when I don't do it myself. You know, I think, um, you know, I say Puerto Rico, but it's really Miami is where I spend most of my adult life. You know, Miami boy meets Southern girl, you know, and, and, uh, it's, it's, it was, it was different. It was just like, like I didn't have to walk on eggshells anymore. You know, I feel listened to and, and and I'm, I'm the one thing I appreciate the most about her is that she doesn't say yes or no if she doesn't mean it, right? If she doesn't agree with me, she's gonna fucking tell me, right? And we're gonna have an argument about it. That's and true. I may win the argument because she might be like, "All right, well, you have a point," or I may lose the argument because I'm the one saying you got a point, or maybe we just agree to disagree, you know, which happens quite often, you know. But uh, she she is there for me without being fake. When she says I love you, she's not just saying it because because she feels that that's what I need to hear. It's because she actually feels it, you know. And and uh, and again, I feel like we're going way away from the the purpose of the podcast. But I mean, I think it's it's a good way of of, of showing you know the the you know how how this really puts it all together. I mean, she um, I briefly mentioned earlier that she has ADHD and this is not really like a joke. Oh, her ADHD. No, she really is stereotypically. I mean, like the jokes you hear about ADHD, her right there. It's just everything. I mean, it's like, she's like, you know, on the spectrum, she's like way up there. It's like, you know, on the scale of one to 10, I'm at a thousand. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the, it's how it works. I, I'm, she's the test subject for every freaking, you know, professor, <laughs> you know, but, um, I wasn't ready for test. No, what, what's great about that is that, you know, she it's very hard for people with that condition to have other people really validate what they go through. And because she's so resourceful and smart and all that, she really got all of the information in a way that I could understand it little by little without shoving up, um, um, shoving it in my face. So I'm like, okay, I, from understanding, I went to like, oh my God, I'm really sorry about that. Like I ended up apologizing to friends of mine that obviously have ADHD and I never knew. And I was probably very rude to them because I just didn't understand what they went through, you know? And, uh, and she's, she's been, it's communication. I mean, really, it really is the core of, of our relationship is the fact that we can talk about anything without having to hide anything. And it's, it's just, and this is why our lifestyle works. It's, 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 you know, it's really it. I don't know if that answers your question or not, because I'm rambling now. <laughs> no, it, it was perfect. And I, one of the things in there, and I like, there's so much amazing and thank you for sharing was just, Something that, that came to mind when you said that she, if she means yes, she says yes. And if it's no, it's no. And you're going to, you're going to know it. I think there's a, just to, to tie that into a consent conversation that, that comes up often yes. is if, yes. if you, if you never get a no from somebody or you can't trust their no, you, you can never trust their yes. 
And so if you, yes. you then live in this limbo state of, I don't know, you said no, but maybe you meant yes. You said yes, but maybe you mean no. I don't know where we're at. And so living in that space can be really hard. And so having that clarity, like you could say like, well, it's really abrasive. Like they fight a lot or they, they disagree a lot. And it's like, sure, but at least they're both being honest about what they want. And that's, that can take you a long way to building the, the trust there that it's like, well, they never fought at all. And it's like, yeah, but were they actually aligned or were they just placating each other? And if healthy you, conflict is an yeah. important part of a relationship. Yeah, so. <laughs> it, is. it is. And sometimes when you're not used to it, it messes with your head. I mean, oh, yeah. I've, I've gone, I went to a couple of singers parties by myself before, uh, after being with her. And I remember the first time she said, no, no, if you want to go, just go. Now let's pause the movie right here. Right. This is, this is where a traditional relationship be like, wait, she said, do whatever you want. That means you better do what I want you to do. Right. But no, that's not with her. Right. It's like, well, she said, no, if you want to go, go do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Are you telling me that you want me to come to the conclusion that you want me to stay? So therefore it is my opinion that I should stay. Babe, no, fucking go if you want to go or not go. I don't care. I'm going to be on social media. I'm going to do this. Go have fun. Please go. Don't drink and drive. Be safe. Use a condom. I mean, like, you know, like what What are you, you know? Like, I don't know what else you need from me. Please go. And I've come to find out that in that a lot of times I am one of the few people that I have met that I actually say what I mean and I mean what I say. Now, whether that is some outlandish shit or not, right, is is irrelevant because if it's coming out of my mouth, that's what I mean because I said it because it's it's the it's the truth. I have lived too long in a in a way where I am not honest with myself and I am not honest with other people, and it has done nothing but damage the people around me. I am never doing that again. And because of that, baby, please go. Or give you an example. Last night, do you? He's like, do, you, do is it okay? Like, baby, go to bed. I know you're tired. You're exhausted. Oh, yeah, just please last go night. to bed. Please so go to tired. bed. It's okay. I'll just. Stay. I'm not ready to go to bed. Right, it's nine o'clock at night. But he, he work. He's got a part time job at um, a local airport, and because he loves planes, you know, he essentially gets paid to go play all day. Right. So he was playing all day yesterday, but he was exhausted. Okay. And I was just like, babe, go to bed. It's okay. I'm not ready to go to bed. I'll just stay up here and watch TV. Whatever. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, do you want me to watch something? No, baby. If you want to go to bed, go to bed. <laughs> just go, go. Please go to bed. Like, and he's like, oh, I just feel like you don't want to be with. No, babe. I just want <laughs> you to get some rest because you're falling asleep on the couch. Please go to bed. <laughs> I'm only 45 and last six years we've been with you. So I have more years of this. Conditioning. It's my- conditioning. It's true. And, and, and there. The irony is that the the one that wasn't being honest was me. Yeah. Because what I really want to say is like, I really want to go by, go to bed and I would love it if you join me because I just want to cuddle with you. You know, that's what I should have said because that's really what I wanted. I wanted to be miserable in bed because I was tired. I was in pain, but I wanted to be miserable next to her. Even if she was on her iPad playing games or whatever, you know. Uh, but see, that's not what he said. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm being honest here, you know. That's not what he said. Which is, I mean, which is kind of the point, right? That's the point, is, yeah. Is say what you mean and mean what you say and then be able, not just be able to, but be willing to back that up. 
Well, and it doesn't mean that it can't, it doesn't mean that it can't change at some future point. Yes. Right. But what you, in that oh, moment. After everything. Yeah. Yeah. After all we change already, I mean, it absolutely can change. It can absolutely change. I'm working it's, on it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's funny to me because I don't, I take people at face value. If you tell me something, I'm going to believe that until you, unless you're obviously lying, right? I'm going to believe that until I find out different because I have this, this weird thing where I feel like everybody should do it. So I just pretend that everybody does it. And then I get, then I get butt hurt because people don't do it. And then I have to come home and I rant to him mm. because they don't do it. And he's like, babe, people say they want honesty, but they don't really want honesty. And then oh, we have to I, have that conversation. I believe that people don't. Yeah. Have you seen the, the movie, The Invention of Lying? If you've never seen that, watch it. It's hilarious. Actually, it's hilarious. A movie and nobody. Yeah, I have I not feel seen like it. I have. What's his name? As, yeah. as you, it's a great movie. As you two are talking, oh, yeah. like, Paco, I identify with you. Like, just so you know, that's that's my mode of, like, let's, let me. I like it's And it's conditioning. It's my own shit. It's all of it of, like, let me try to interpret what you're really meaning to see, like, I, I, or try to not really say what I want because I'm afraid it might like not be the right thing or I don't know like I identify with you is all I want to say and some of what Rainy you're saying I can oh imagine that Finn identifies a lot with you <laughs> so. well and it's fun what what because we're learning this um and and partly this is fun and partly it is good to break the habits like there are times now where I know what she's telling me isn't what she wants but she's going to get it. And then when it comes out, it's like, well, that's not really what I want. I'm like, well, that sucks. Next time you should ask for what you want. Because, like, I, yeah, yeah. I get it. And like, obviously, it's the most yeah. yeah. Like, obviously not if it's going to hurt her, but yeah, if it's just like something stupid and she's like, well, but I really wanted was this. I'm like, well, then you really should have asked for that. And you really would have gotten that. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, see, was it, was it Will Smith mean thing? Where yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. got replaced by the slap, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But I identify with them that way you know i it's i also want to mention because i don't want to also you know i've changed a lot but i mean and, and rainy has a lot of things a lot of issues that she's you know overcome as well you know mm-hmm. and uh and and especially the singing you know you're singing in public now which i love that yeah. you know and, and all that that stuff. In a very long time and uh Cause you know, I don't, I don't want this to sound one sided. Like just help me be a better person. You know, we've actually helped each other, you know, in a lot of things. And uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just pa- Paco. Remember, to, to remember back about 15 minutes ago, she said, uh, a- apart from you, the thing that kept her alive is therapy. Mm. That's, That's true. He's a good listener. I can see why Emma's with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until, until you remember everything and she goes, why the fuck do you remember everything I ever fucking said ever? I know. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I, I always thought, look, a, a, a memory is an event and an emotion. The stronger the emotion, the, the, the quicker you remember it, which is, you know, women tend to be more emotional than men, which is why they remember everything. I guess in this case, you're backwards, but, you know, it's 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 one of those things. I feel like one of your next podcasts should be you let you let us interview you guys. 
it'd be nice for your show, for your for your listeners to be like, okay, well, yeah, we want to know about a little bit about Finn and Emma, you know? Yeah. You know, maybe you can do a survey and then, then pick the top 10 questions. Uh, questions. But here's the catch, right? She picks the top 10 questions that listeners sends to her about that that somebody wants to ask you, you know? And then you get, you know, the top 10 questions you want people to ask her. That way you're not expecting the questions. And then you have somebody like us interview you and then do the top 20 questions that your listeners are sending about you guys. Hmm. I don't well, know no, no one's ever proposed that exact that, strategy No, no that's us. true. We've, we've, done a, it's, it's, we've, it's, we've done a lot of interviews on other people's podcasts, and uh, but not, that's, that's a... We, That's a cool idea. We, we we have ways to put some of that into place. And you know what? It's actually a pretty great idea. So, it is. Um, I, also, I also want to thank you for that, yeah. by the way. And, and thank you for everything the two of you have shared. I love this conversation. And, you know, Paco, you've mentioned a few times, like, well, we've strayed away from non-monogamy. And yes, we have. But that's okay. The point of our podcast is that we are all human we all want to be able to choose our relationships. That's it. Does they don't have to be non-monogamous. They can look however you want them to look. But we're all human at the core, and navigating relationships can be hard. And we want we love just talking about that in all aspects. So, well, and you aren't you aren't non-monogamy, right? You, you are Paco. You are Rainy. You are a whole person. Non-monogamy is a part of who you are, and so the fact that you stray away from it shows that your life is airplanes and singing and all of the things that you two do outside of sex or relationships with other people because it's not just sex and we've we've covered that as well so yeah it was yeah. a great summer that's true yeah so that is true and and i, and I think it, we've, we've all become become better people with all that with the combination of everything we've mentioned today yeah, yeah. which is important yeah 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 you have a beautiful story together and thank you so much for sharing thank you um do you have any thank other you. questions i i mean i have a bazillion, well i know we could keep so, talking for like so maybe hours, maybe but. what we have to do is is do this again sometime and you know in a, I would love in that, a year sure. we'll see we'll see what's what's going on in the the life and times of rainy and paco because this has been a delight. So thank you both for coming on and thank sharing you. everything. I think a year's too long though. I don't I was gonna say I've enjoyed my time though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it doesn't have to be a year. We'll we'll No, figure anytime, it out. anytime. Yep. Um yep. I did want to just give you both the opportunity. Is there anything else that you wanted to get out there before we let you go? Don't let anybody else tell you what your life is supposed to look like. You are the author and the finisher of your story. And so whatever that looks like is completely valid. Whatever that looks like, as long as it's what you're wanting it to look like is exactly what it should be. So what it doesn't have to look like what your parents want. It doesn't have to look like what your spouse wants. It doesn't have to look like what any of your partners may want. It doesn't have to look like what society wants. It doesn't have to look like the, this doesn't have to look like what your kids want. Cause let's be real. They can be fuckers sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> it just has to look like what you want because it is your life. And as long as your life looks like what you want it to look like, then you are in fact living your best life. And I am totally here to support it. Yeah. And you get exactly one of them. That. Yeah. See, I can't follow that. <laughs> 
I should have gone first. <laughs> I was going to say, remember. Because I'm more awesome. <laughs> than two, two, two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left. That would have been my advice. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's still amazing, Paco. I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll edit it so yours goes first. There you go. I love it. Well, again, thank you both for being here, for sharing everything, and for being awesome. And and we're thrilled to have you in our orbit now. Absolutely. We're thrilled and honored to be here. So thank you guys so much. And we're back. Thank you so much, Rainy and Paco, for coming on the podcast for the amazing conversation and sharing everything that you did. Yeah, uh, just Emma said it well. Thank you both for being awesome and for coming on. A couple of quick notes for anybody listening. So Rainy talked about some different resources she has, and she would love to share them. Her email or their email is in the show notes over at normalizingonmonogamy.com. Click on the podcast tab. You'll see them there. You can reach out to them, and all of the other resources that they mentioned are also in the in the show notes as well as some pictures. So you can see those as well as photos and, and podcast show notes from all of our guests over at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Check mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. While you're there, you can also sign up for that virtual meet and greet that we were bragging about yes. on November 30th. Sign up there. And the Intimacy Workshop on also December... Also sign up. Okay, yeah, on December 3rd. Well, And you can find links to sign up for the Intimacy Workshop under the podcast notes. So... That's true. Go to the podcast tab, click on the episode notes for today's episode, and you'll find links there along with the code for the discount. That is very true. With that... <laughs> I think that's everything. That's pretty much all. Other than next week, we have another interview... With Elizabeth. With Elizabeth. We, we you know, we kind of promised... For, for astute listeners, <laughs> we promised this episode last week, we made a mistake. Yeah, it's all good. So only the people who have made it all the way here to minute, who knows, let's call it 90? Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> who knows how long we talked. Anyway... We goofed up, but Elizabeth's coming up next week. It's a fun and amazing interview, and we will see you all then. Have a fantastic week. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.